When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's early morning in Los Angeles, which means it's time for me to uh, bring you another podcast version of The Tint. Uh, it's really a podcast dedicated to all sorts of uh, unusual natural style aquariums, be they brackish, blackwater, uh, even marine, all sorts of things. So I'm excited that this uh, podcast is sort of evolving in all kinds of different ways. As you probably can tell by now, my first episodes sound a lot different than my current episodes. I'm maybe a little bit more confident. Uh, maybe a little geekier, which is more of my natural state, uh, as I get used to, you know, literally talking into a microphone and, and, and staring at the wall while I'm talking to you. It's kind of fun to uh, bring these uh, blogs to life, and I've really enjoyed uh, doing that for you. And, you know, as today, uh, one of the things that's really cool is that I've, I sort of have occasion to glance back at what we as a community have done in the uh, the world of uh, botanical aquariums. And our world is one of constant change. It's, there's a lot of interesting developments, and occasionally there's downright breakthroughs. You know, Blackwater Botanical-style aquariums are, are certainly gaining a lot of attention in the hobby world at the moment. I'd really love to think of this as not some trend, but as more of a methodology of aquarium keeping, less of a novelty and more of an option. Now, the best things about these types of aquariums are that there's no real hard and fast style rules. There's only nature's restrictions and her limitations. We've talked about this many times. She imposes physical laws that, well, they dictate how stuff works. We could operate all over within her parameters, but we can't circumvent them. We can and should find ways to work with nature to try some new and different stuff. Of course, while respecting her limits and gently probing out on those edges. That being said, and best practices aside, every situation, every tank, Every nuance is unique, and this requires customized solutions for every aquarium. Sure, the methodology and strategy might be something which we can more or less standardize, but it's certainly not a formula in the traditional sense. I learned this in my reef keeping and my coral propagation days. You know, why is it that one guy can run a beautiful coral dominant tank with levels of phosphate or nitrate or whatever that would simply create a blanket of algae for some other guy's tank who operated at the same parameters? Never could figure that out, but really the answer is most likely that they're doing other things, making other accommodations to create an optimized environment in other areas. Perhaps they have animals that are more tolerant or able to utilize the excesses of some nutrients or whatever. As a hobbyist, we can sort of choose which areas we want to play with while respecting others. Trade-offs are always required, especially here. Now, we can realistically replicate many aspects of the natural environment, yet we need to really think long and hard about replicating others on a more accurate level. As an example, the Rio Negro and all of its many tributaries, you know, gives us a ton of different fishes in the hobby. The Negro's water is really poor in mineral content with the conductivity as low as eight microsimians, which is really low. And it's extremely acidic with pH values ranging from 2.9 to 5.2. That's pretty damn acidic by aquarium standards, isn't it? Now, how can you replicate water like this in your aquarium? Would you even want to? Well, of course, you'd probably start by using RODI, reverse osmosis deionization, and conditioning it, so to speak, with botanicals and stuff. It'll look like we only get you so far. 
um, you'll probably need to do some additional steps, perhaps the addition of acid solutions, different pH reducing materials in, in your filter. Then you have to utilize material like zeolites and uh, definitely more detailed monitoring and slightly different water maintenance approaches. And this stuff touches on the fringes of what most of us is, are comfortable doing. Now, wouldn't it be easier to maintain these conditions with some compromising, like finding out say the average of the pH and other parameters of the habitat or habitats that you're interested in and maybe try to replicate that and either going for it maybe for the higher easier to achieve pH limits within that habitat maybe I think so I don't really see a problem with that do you of course every once in a while I'll receive what I like to call a gotcha email from some self-proclaimed hobby guardian telling me stuff like you're not really creating exact replications of nature or you can't have a pH of 6.2 in a blackwater aquarium or blah, blah, blah fish come from a habitat where the pH is 4.3. Well, no shit, dude. <laughs> People love to call bullshit on stuff in the hobby. I mean, when outrageous claims are made without any proof, they should. However, in many of these cases, it's just someone wanting to satisfy their own insecurities by regurgitating all sorts of assorted facts and selected rehashed pieces of information, which may or may not have a basis in truth or experience. And often this bullying simply serves to discourage people, well-meaning people like you or me, from even trying new stuff, let alone talking about it. And that's a bad thing in the hobby. I really strongly hope that we continue to push back and, and do things our own way. Now, I typically laugh at these emails because nine times out of ten, whoever writes them miss, miss the point completely. Likely never tried doing what we're doing here in the Blackwater world doesn't even read you know our blogs or participate in our discussion just fails to realize that we never make outrageous assertions and claims and worst of all has no personal successful experience with whatever he or she is telling us we're not doing right that's just not helpful so please don't be discouraged when you face such criticisms sure some constructive criticism should always be welcome but consider the source as they say and be realistic about your ideas your theories your intentions and your goals Obviously, whatever we do in the confines of an aquarium is at best a simulation of some aspects of nature. It's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous for me or anyone else to suggest otherwise, and we don't. You'll never see that here. There are hobbyists who, by virtue of their scientific training, significant experience, a willingness to go for it, and a set of brass ones, do try crazy cool stuff like lowering the pH of their aquariums to 4.5 or whatever and operating them that way for extended periods of time. Those are true pioneers. Hats off to these guys. People like Ted Judy, who some of you are familiar with, has told me about experiences utilizing, you know, carefully introduced acidic solutions to lower his pH to those kind of crazy levels. It's cutting edge stuff for sure. It's doable, but you really need to know what you're doing. You don't dabble in this stuff. You have to have a plan. Very important. Now, for the rest of us, those not interested in pushing the bleeding edge too far, well, even a sort of what I call compromised accommodation approach gives you uh, environmental conditions that are far more realistic than those typically provided in an aquarium, right? I mean, isn't there even a significant advantage or, or a, some advantage? Boy, I butchered that. Isn't there a significant? Why did I have trouble with that word today? I don't know. So isn't there a significant advantage to doing that? Or is there some advantage to doing that? I believe so. But it's going to require some experimentation over time to prove this stuff. And it's going to take a body of work produced by a large community of hobbyists working on this kind of stuff. That's what we all need to do. 
Yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and talk about it, but it will require some work to back up this hypothesis of mine. And again, we've accomplished many amazing things without going too crazy into trying to more accurately replicate every aspect of nature. Yet I can't just help wonder what we'd accomplish if we go just a little bit further. The example that nature provides us is amazing. There are so many different opportunities, so many different habitats. They're varied and interesting. We are getting better at this as a hobbyist, uh, as hobbyist and as uh, you know, an industry. We're making a lot less of these blanking statements like you can't do that, and instead we're asking far more often how can we do that, and we're acting on it. And the means to experiment boldly are in place. Think about it. We can create more specific, you know, habitat. specific habitat specific when I say habitat specific water parameters right now because we have the means and and way way more accurate and applicable information about these natural habitats from which our fishes come than ever before and more ways to monitor it that simply weren't available to the hobby a decade or more ago couple this with better management of lighting thanks to like LEDs you know more controllable current thanks to you know high tech electronically controlled pumps and Very accurate temperature and water parameter control and monitoring thanks to the monitors and controllers that are available now. So we're assured a continuous progression towards more nature-specific captive environments for our animals. This is really cool. And of course, there's the foods. I mean, food's getting better than ever, and we're starting to see foods that contain a higher percentage of natural food items of many fishes, like aquatic insects, fruits, crustaceans, flies, etc. This is huge. This is really important. And you can't state it enough. Today's hobbyists, with all the assets and all of the information at our fingertips, we're a really talented group. We really are. It doesn't sound arrogant at all because we are talented. We've evolved. We're intuitive. We're creative. We're smart. We're compassionate. We share. We're communicative in a way that's never been possible before. And the work being done by you guys is just amazing. And the confidence to move forward boldly has never been greater. The next level breakthroughs are going to require just as much courage, effort, and creativity as they did in decades past, but the means to accomplish them are now at our fingertips. I mean, the experiments don't need to be ridiculously radical. I was thinking about this. You know, I'd love to help facilitate this kind of hobbyist level research. I've thought seriously about offering what I jokingly call tint grants for hobbyists who want to do work related to botanical style aquariums, natural aquariums, you know, botanical, black water, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe with the, with the intent primarily of learning and sharing some new ideas. Like perhaps we'd make available some of our products and maybe a small amount, emphasis on small, a small amount of cash to help you do this. Would you be interested in something like that? Would this be practical? I mean, of course, I've got to be straight with you. The ideas we're looking at, you know, trying to support aren't things like, hey, I want to, I want to try a botanical style tank, see if my wife likes to look. Oh yeah, and I want to breed a pistos. No, no, no. Or... You know, people come to me with stuff like, I want to set up a 150-gallon high-tech botanical aquascape for wild betas to see what the effects are. Nah, that's not it. Or, you know, I have this idea for a cool scape with 50 Sterculia pods. Or, I'm interested in growing crawfish in black water, see if they taste different than those that I raise in clear water ponds. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the kind of stuff we're talking about here. With all due respect, this isn't just about tossing you some goodies to play with and say, hey, scape a tank, share some pics, maybe an Instagram post, and tag us. No, no, no. It goes beyond that. Rather, if you're one of those types that has a specific experiment, one that will provide some good information, inspiration, and provoke discussion on a hobby level on our community and perhaps beyond, I'm into that. 
I'm not asking you to come up with some double blind study and all this exotic you know, stuff that's beyond the hobby level, something so arcane that only the ultimate eggheads will you know, be able to interpret. <laughs> no offense to you people that are you know, scientists, but <laughs> this is a hobby and I'm certainly not a scientist, so I, it would be kind of un, un, you know, ingenuous for me to sponsor some exotic study that I don't understand. However, if we're doing something that'll explore something that's significant and relevant to our community and the work that we're doing, That'd be cool. And of course, I wouldn't just say, here's some money, here's some pods, go play. It's not, you're going to have to update us. You're going to have to report regularly on your progresses, your struggles, even if you fail, your breakthroughs, whatever findings you make. They'll have a finite period of time, probably a few months, I would imagine, to be conducted and summarized. Would you be into that? Is this something that's even worth pursuing? Would this be helpful? I think if it's something that's cool that people would embrace, and if we get some useful information... Trust me, once you're approved, by the way, our community is going to expect you to do some updates. So um, once we get that, perhaps we'll do it semi-annually or even quarterly if it's, uh, if it's worthwhile. Kick the idea around for me. Um, let me know if you're interested. Give us some feedback on how we should structure this thing, assuming you think it's a good idea. I think that might be fun. In the meantime, at home, in the comfort of your own fish room or your living room or whatever, move forward. Move forward boldly, confidently. Don't be afraid. Stay creative, stay inquisitive, stay curious, stay excited about this stuff, and stay inspirational to others. And above all, always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Fellman. Hoping your tanks are staying clean, tinted, and beautiful. Have a great day.